we, we know a lot uh, about what happened to Klai Yisrael as they left Egypt. It was uh, some heady time. We had Yamsuf, Mechem Samoli, complaining about the water. Mara, we got Mitzvah and Mara. And uh, Al-Kulam, Kabbalah's Torah. But in how they left, the Torah tells us very little. Like, what, 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 was, what was it like, exactly? In what, way, in what way did they leave? Right? We know what happened to them. We don't... Torah is very sparing in its use of words about, you know, in what situation, how, how they were. As I mentioned in Shavuz here recently, I've been studying Eishas Chayel, so it's very interesting also that we have a tremendous amount of detail about what the Eishas Chayel produces and what she does. But there's very little description of her herself. There's only one word, Chayel, as I mentioned in the Shmuz. Eishas Chayel, and Chayel is the whole thing that that brought out all the Gadlud of that. So, the one word we have over here is Chamushim. Pasuk says, Chamushim Olu. How did Chayel Yisrael leave? And to my knowledge, it's the one word. Just like Chayel is the one word which describes the Isha, so the one word which describes this, how Chayel Yisrael left, the Mitzrayim was Kamushim. So we gotta we have to study this word a little bit with the Mepharshim. And we're going to be guided a lot by the Ber Yosef. And we're going to get a very rich picture of how exactly Kaisra left. And through that, Bezat Hashem, at the end we'll see the power and the Rachmanut, the mercy with which Kaisra left Mitzrayim. And a different picture. So before you see Mepharshim, okay, if you looked at the sheet already, you can't answer. You know, that old peeking ahead. Why should we all do that? But, right? On your, on, from your own knowledge, what would you think chamushim means? Not, if you look, not, not something you saw on the sheet. What is chamushim olu? I could ask in the nats, nasty way. When you did the parsha, what did you think it meant? I was just trying to get through which name I could back a targum, you know, I was, I was rushing through. Yeah. What do you say? Armed. Armed. Good. Kamushim is on. By the way, it's a word in modern Hebrew. The word kamush is used. Now, modern Hebrew, you all know, is not necessarily an indication of biblical Hebrew, but it's not necessarily not an indication of biblical Hebrew. Sometimes, obviously, it does turn out, right? It doesn't mean kashmal. You say, like, oh, kashmal in, uh, kashmal in Maisimerkava means electricity, and Bezik knows the secrets of Kabbalah. And now you're ready to buy your Zohar with a picture of Shembar Yochai on the cover. No, 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 We don't know what Hashmal means based on my based on Bezik. No offense to Bezik. I'm a big user in my house of Bezik, and I put the heat on in my office, and people have been there, air conditioning, but that's not what Hashmal means. But Chamushim does mean armed, okay? What other word, just in the word Chamush, Chamush, what else can someone see in the word? Kamesh, five, right? It's interesting, right? That's interesting. And in fact, the unfortunately, we're really going to break down to, in looking at what Kamush means, it's really going to be those two words, armed or five. So let's see now together. So of course we start with Rashi. En Kamushim elem zuyanim. Right? Kamushim means armed. Omikrizeh, lo nechtav, now, why does it, why does, so now the next question you have to ask is, okay, why do we have to know they're armed? I mean, were they wearing, you know, Gucci or boss suits? Why don't you tell me about that? Did they have, what was that? 
Yeah? So, says Rashi, the reason why I know they're armed, the mixkras and lonichtav kim l'shaber sozen, right? That would cost? L'shaber, right, which means what, like, like sover? How do you translate exactly l'shaber sozen, Rabbi Kwas? I don't want to put you on the spot. Rabbi Kwas. There's one mic. I was thought to, to have something that sounds sensible to us. So, so it's like 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 the shvara, like with the samach, it's, it's the shin and the samach, like that. That's, the, that's, that's what it means. Right, the working. That's not research. That's right, right. We can go with every classes enough. Everybody, I think. Right, so I think saber is like saber. It means the saber is It means to, to explain this. There's some question that you're going to have. Something's not going to be clear to you. So I said it to you. The saber is And what's that? Shlot tatamu mechemes amolik mechemes sichon vaolik v'midjan. <laughs> the Milchemes Amalek, how, how far away from me the Milchemes Amalek are both side right now in history? I don't mean going backwards from where we're, from this Pasuk. How far away are we from Milchemes Amalek? Not so far, right? Days, weeks, I don't know exactly, I don't know if we know exactly which day. Does anybody know exactly which day? Some sort of make a cashman somewhere, Rafi? Probably somewhere, probably some, some sort of somewhere, exactly, you know, like Bomer. But we're days away. And Milchemes Sichon Vogue B'Midian, how far away from that? Years and years and years. That's at the end, at the end. That's like in the year 39, right? I think the year 39. So, but you're going to look ahead at the biblical story and say to yourself, hey, one second. Kleisel's fighting a lot. Where do, they have, where do they have these weapons from? Right? So in order, you don't have that question. So therefore the posse came and told us that they went out with weapons. Okay. That's shot number one. Dobracher, chamushim, echad, michamisha yatsur. One out of five left. And three died during the days of darkness. When was the days of darkness, or Mosai? When was that? When was the days of darkness? What? For the French people when they lost the World Cup. When were the days of darkness, or Mosai? During the Makas Choshech. Okay. So Tukshatim Rashi says, one is Chamushim, they were armed. And the other one is that they were one-fifth. Of the nation left. Let's see the Ramban. They went out with strength, like Yad Ramah means with like a with an up 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 armed. and they they considered themselves kind of redeemed. And they didn't they didn't go like you know sheepishly running away. Like an Ebu would run away, you know, looking back the whole time, nervous, concerned, when are they going to catch up to me? So, one thing. Which, which of Rashi's two Pshatim is the Ramban going with? First one. The first one. Armed. Where is he different than Rashi? Where is the Ramban different than the first Pshat in Rashi? He doesn't speak about arm, but he speaks about the state of the people. Like oh, so where is he? Okay, it's good. So what does the Ramban tell us? So where does he disagree? That's what he. Where's where's the disagreement between Rashi and the Ramban? The reason they, the reason the pasuk tells me they're armed. According to Rashi, why is according to Rashi, why is the pasuk teaching me they were armed? To preempt a question about how could they fight. To preempt a question, right? That's just pre- a preempting a question, which is going to come up in a few days, in a few weeks, in a few years, uh, etc. To preempt that question, according to the Ramban. Keep going. To fulfill the promise of Hashem. What? To fulfill the promise? Why are you adding that? Don't know that. Why is it going to the Ramban? Why is it, why is it, what's the idea of... To, to demonstrate what they had to To demonstrate how they left. Right? It's more, more practical. You know, 
One feels a little closer to the Ramban's pshat than Rashi's pshat. You know, just right, Rashi's only there to answer a question. You know that, etc. The Ramban's in some way more satisfying. We're not we're not judging between what I'm saying. I'm just mean where 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 we would be at. Where the Ramban, the pasuk was teaching you something. I want you to know that they left. You know, we left with power. We left with O's. O's betatsumot. Huh? That we left strong. We didn't. We weren't like running away. So so both. So again. So the so what? Let's just. Keep clear. This is not where we're going to go into so much, but I just want to set things up. According to Rashi, we have two ideas. According to Ramban, we have one idea that we shared, and the machlokes between the Rashi and the Ramban will be why is the Torah teaching us that? According to the Rashi, it's more utilitarian, it's just practical, you shouldn't ask a question. According to the Ramban, Torah wants to teach us how Christ are left. We left with power. Good? Yofi. Let's see the, I think we have time, let's see the Rabbein of Achayim. Chamushim Ovu Bnei Yisrael. Aldasa Pshat, Yotzi Yisrael Mitzrayim. They left, also means like armed, like men of war, that go to battle. Now, he, this, we're not going to go so much into this Rebbein B'chai, but it's an important Hashkavic principle, that's why I want to share it. I also happened to, I reminded myself when I was reviewing for this year that I made a niggin around this Rebbein B'chai, which perhaps I'll share right now, we'll see, for a moment. Even though the Jewish people are not like other nations, we don't really need weapons, right? Why don't we need weapons? Because God will fight our battles. But still, it's such an important language. Think about this, guys, when you go into Parnassah, okay? Think about when you want to be lazy and not work, and you want to work too hard, remember this, Rebbein B'chayi. Derech HaTorah with Tzavos, she's not other than Miktos B'derech HaTavah, Vamikra. The Derech HaTorah is to command us to go a little bit into Derech HaTavah, to work in normal ways. Right? Now what does that tell you guys? I want to sit on the couch all day, eat lots of potato chips, hamburgers, pizza, and watch TV. Good idea or bad idea? For my health. Bad, bad idea. idea. I have to be fanatic about my health and make sure that I never ever eat anything that's one iota fat oriented that. Good idea or bad idea? Bad idea. Bad idea, also a bad idea. That's not the Derech HaTorah. That's not the Derech HaTorah. Derech HaTorah is to be healthy, right? But you don't have to be mishigana. That's what I see. Someone has different ideas, they're welcome to have their own ideas. But they don't want to listen to Rabbeinu Bukhai and all that that means. Okay, Derech HaTorah, right? She had a mixus. You have to go with Derech HaTorah. You have to do the right thing. That's the Derech HaTorah, is to be normal and to go into it. But that means that I have to, like, I have to be in Parnassah for sure. But I have to be thinking every single second about my business and not any time a phone call comes in, put away my chabrusa and not have time for my family, things like that. Do you believe the Rosh Hashanah world? You don't believe it. Hmm? So it's a really powerful line. Afterwards, an ace happens. Yeah? And guys, this is an idea that you'll see come up again and again, right? According to the Ramban writes, with the Miraglan. To check out the ear. Was that a bad idea? To spy and check out the land they're going to be going conquer? Bad idea or good idea? Good idea. Good idea. That's a normal thing to do. Right? The Ramban says. So where the Miraglam? Look at the Mepharshim. What's wrong with the Miraglam? Okay? So the Torah is really speaking to two Tzavas, right? Those that don't want to be involved in Parnas at all and just think everything will work out, they don't have to do anything, etc. No Mahalath, no nothing, uh, etc. That's not the Derech right? Those that go too much into things, also not the Derech HaTorah. Derech is, is that. Now, oh, now we're both saying that was Yeshua, right? So Yeshua, right? That nation, Yeshua was leading the Jewish people into 
the continuation of, of Moshe was conti- bring the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. And he said, make for yourself an ambush after you go into the city. Right? I think it's Yericho. Someone can correct me. Right? And, and make an ambush in the back. Yeah? So that was, that was, what's that, what, what was Yeshua doing, guys? Battle tactics. That's called a battle tactic. So, the imlumdei melchama nisim iniflod, lami itzark lo'ariv. Right? But, <laughs> these were people who had wondrous things happening to themselves all the time. They had been eating the man, etc. This is the Jewish people then, man, all that. But still, they have to do, why do, why do you have to do that? El shirotzen ator, bekach shiasa adem bederach ha'teva. The Torah wants you to go in a normal way. Anything you can do, do your ishtalus, but then, so that's the, really the derech of a maimon. I do what I, my ishtalus, but at the end of the day, the Rosh Hashanah is going to make things work or not work. But I have to do my ishtalus. Guys, is that a difficult thing? For sure it's difficult. It's a lot easier to be extreme. You know, I love eating potato chips. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy to forget about the Rosh Hashanah and our, and our work. It's, that's a challenge. It's part of the challenge of life. You know? That's, 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 it's a very challenging thing. And a person has to check himself. Am I honestly, where am I really? You can always smack a word on it. You know, it's just a shtalus. You really believe it's just a shtalus? Like, so why are you doing that if it's just a shtalus? Like, why are you so nervous if it's just a shtalus? Or you really believe it's your bitachon, which is making you worse less? Maybe just a lazy bum. You know what I mean? So we can, it's easy to use words and plant them to make ourselves feel better, but we have to, a person has to know himself and check himself. And especially these struggles, yeah, like a lot of things. Words, 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 uh, words kill. Okay, but this is—I always love this Rebbeim B'chai because I think he brings it down so strongly. already said it. Right? What does that mean? How do we translate that? Have the horse ready for war. Get your horses ready. L'Hashem But salvation is to God. So Shlomo Melech said it. In how many words? Sus, Muchan, Liyom, Nechama, L'Hashem Six words, Shlomo Melech said it. Sus, Muchan, Liyom, Nechama, L'Hashem So I made a song once. We're not going to do it. Sus, Muchan, Liyom, Nechama, L'Hashem You can hear where that's going. Okay. Kalomer. I, I forgot about it. You know what I'm saying? I forgot, but then I remembered. My son-in-law Yosef likes this one. Okay. Kalomer. Chayom b'nei Adam l'ishomer b'nei Avshoseyim. A person has to be careful. God will save. Good? Wonderful. So that's why they had weapons. Right? They had weapons because you need weapons. What's Chamusha Rosai? Five weapons. What, how we call that in, 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 in military jargon? Uh, what? Huh? Rambo, arm to the teeth, bristling. You know, br- I think bristling is the way they say bristling, right? You, you say arm to the teeth, or bristling with with bristling with weapons, right? What's it? They just have his like, he just have a slingshot. You know, he got a slingshot. He had a spear. Got his knife. He's you know the short knife. The you know could be the the, the Malik special. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, he got M sixteen. He had five weapons. That's a lot. How many does uh, how many shell dog did they carry? You're allowed to say you're a shell dog. That's not that's not Mr. Bobcat. Most people carry, well, it depends. You have grenades, you have your M16, you have a pistol. You had M16s? You didn't use galleons? M4s. Oh, M4s. You have a sniper, you have a sniper rifle, you have a naked base, you have a naked mug, has a mug. So, how many around? Average, how many did you carry? Well, 
No, 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 no. no. Just types, yeah. Three. Three. So they, they were doing better than Shalbagnik's guys, you see. You know? Maybe, you know? So they were, they were armed to the teeth. Maybe they're counting each individual grenade. Maybe they're counting each other. Okay. But they were armed. So they armed. went out armed to the teeth with Yerubin and Bechayim. Okay, good. Let's keep going on Rebosai. We're doing great. Targum Yishami. But Rebosai, as I just want to emphasize, I'm not going to go back to another again, but but um, but it's a, this Rebbein B'chai is great because he really lays it down for us what what Tashkafas Torah is and it speaks to those two sides of it. It speaks to our laziness and it speaks to our anxiety, you know, and uh, and that's it. Okay. It says the Targum Yishami, Mizainin B'uvada Tava. What does that mean? Mizainin Ovada Tava. What? No, no, no. What's Ovada Tava? What? Armed with mice and Tavim. They were armed. They're armed with good deeds. Sweet. Okay. Finally, let's see the Targum Yonasan. Behold, Chadim Chamsha Taplin, Sleek Ubene Yisroma Arad in the Tsrayim. Says, see, as often happens, things get really interesting in the Targum. You know, you know. I mean, Targum Unklis is more, you know, just the feet of shot, but the Targum, you know, the other Targum have a lot of Midrashic type ideas. Chol im Chamsha Taflin. What does that mean? Each one with, what's Taf? Taf and Children. Children. Each one had five kids. That was the five. Fascinating. So, Rosai, from all the Perushim we saw, which is the most difficult, got our, head, got our heads around the Targum Yushalmi and the Targum Yonasan. Well, like, what good deeds? I mean, good deeds are good deeds. But what good deeds did they have specifically? And what's difficult about the idea? What's difficult about the idea they had five kids? What's difficult about that, fellas? It's only a fifth of toys uh, went out according to Rambam. Okay. What else? Nice. Good. What else? There's a midrash that they either got two or six. Good. How is it five? Good, beautiful, right? We'll say, everybody said that measure before, right? She should be karasechad. Now, she should be karasechad means we're both like, they like kittens. That means, you know, six, you know. It's not okay whether you hold, you're allowed to say your cat today. That's not, we're not getting into that, child. Yeah? Just, right? Yeah. Right? We're not, we're not, we're not getting into that, right? But she should be karasechad means there were six in one thing. And if a woman has pregnant a few times and she had 12 kids, 18 kids, that's what it means. That's what she, she should make her say. So where did they get... For, so one, it seems like kind of random. Like five? Like what's, what's he so that they had five kids? What is that all about? And two, specifically, it would seem to be running against Shlomo's Medrash, that they had six with Karasafa, which means they had, you know, a woman, you know, even if a woman only had three pregnancies, so she had 18 kids. Yeah. Together, so five, like, what's that about? Okay, so let, let's just break it down on both sides. So we have, so we have two basic ideas in the words. What in the words again, like we started together ourselves, either it's armed or five, it's either it's armed or five. Now, watch this. So, in the shot, help me, help me out, guys. In the shot of armed, how many do we have? Oh, how many do we have, guys? Armed, how many shots do we have on armed? Three. What's the three? Yeah, don't tell me. Just tell me the pshat. Don't tell me the name. No. H- how many different ideas do we have? I don't need the mafarshim. Just how many ideas do we have? An armed. Three. Armed with the weapons. Good. Armed with train. Well, Maybe it's also weapons. Yeah. Let's call that weapons. Good. 
Armed with weapons is one. Armed with good deeds. Right? So we're, we're armed with weapons. We're armed with good deeds. And in five, right, how many shots do we have that work on five? Two. Which, which are what? One fifth. One fifth or five kids. Sweet. Now we have one combination shot. What's the combination shot? Five weapons. Five weapons. Sweet. Okay, so we have, we have, we have armed with weapons, armed with good deeds, on the five theme of fifth or five kids, and then we have a combination shot means they're armed with five weapons. Which, you know, to some of you guys, that's the, the militant amongst us, that's their favorite shot, yeah? Hmm? So both sides. Which one is most difficult in shoot, in Pshuta Shemikra. What's the most difficult? Only in Pshuta Shemikra. The most difficult conceptually is maybe, you know, what are the new ideas of the five children? Which one is difficult in Pshuta Shemikra? The duo. Good, why? It's taken from both. It's ah, you're doing good! You've been here for eight months. Ah, uh, Benji, beautiful. Together with that Yeah, both are beautiful. How did Rabin Bachai learn both? You mean, it, how do you learn it's armed with five? You get it? The Rashi brain is two pshatim or both side, just uh, for an advanced level, right? You're allowed to say two pshatim. I could see in five, I can see in five armed, or I can see in five, five. But how can I see armed five? Plus, it's only one word. Everybody appreciate the question, shot? Yeah, so just, this is not what we're going to go into. But, but uh, so I was thinking like this. There's a new question. I've given this year a bunch of times. I don't think I ever had this kasha before. That's why it's always good to keep learning your both so you see more. So I think like this. I think maybe Rabbeinu Bachai got it like this. It could be that the Pashat shot contextually in Chamushim. What's the, what's the most simple idea in Chamushim? What's a, what's a simpler idea? Fifth or armed? Armed. Armed. armed just, that's a more simple way to look at what the Torah is trying to tell me. Chamushim Olu. They went out of fifth. They went out of five kids. Now, I, now, it might be, the better way to say armed would be to say, Mizuyan. So, so the Torah means to say armed, but it said armed in a funny way, and therefore that let Rabbeinu Bechai say another idea of five in there. That, that's maybe what let him, that's what gave him the, the heter to put both ideas and shut them together. Okay. So we'll both say, good. Baruch Hashem. So we laid it down super nicely. And now let's go on. The big questions we're going to deal with are four. All right? Now listen well. That was Shlav Aleph. Now we get to Shlav Bet. You know, I asked Rukhayim to put a clock here. You see the clock of habit. So that speakers would know what time it is. And so speakers would know what time it is. But habit makes me keep turning to my left. It's interesting. Yeah? You know, it's right here in front of me. Atomic habits. Atomic habits. That's right. Yeah. This one's this one's like nuclear. Nuclear habit. Turn left. Some speakers have the opposite habit. Never to look at the clock. They have to read the book again. Okay, everybody says, so now, so we're going to deal with four big questions. One is, why teach the idea of one-fifth dying now? Like, wh- like why ruin the party? When would it have been appropriate to teach the idea that, fifth, that, that four-fifths died? I'm sorry, how many died? Everybody say four-fifths died. Mm-hmm. When would it have been appropriate for the Torah to teach that? Choshech. During the Choshech. I mean, that's when it happened, right? Yeah? This is just the leftover. Since four-fifths died... So now we're left with only a fifth. Yeah? Why teach that idea now? Teach it then.
Another question, or both sides, we asked, what are these Uvdin Tavin? Okay, our second question. Our third question was, what, what's the idea of five, five kids, like we asked, right? And finally, is there some way we can bring the Pshatim together a little bit, right? Which, you don't have to, but it's nice, certainly, Al-Darach it's nice to bring Pshatim together. We seem far from to do that, yeah? My, my tab usually keeps eating, eating in it separate, but, uh, you know, it's much to do such a thing. Okay? Definitely in the Yom Yon. Good? So those are the four questions we want to deal with. First one is the Beriosis. I'll talk more about it in a second. A few of them are the Beriosis questions, but that was the one that, that was the one I, I would not have thought of, right? So like, why, 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 why now? Why teach the idea of fourth, you with me? Why teach forfeit dying? Why teach Question can be with me tomorrow during the test. That's the big question. That's the big question. Let's see if looking forward. Shimshi reminded me, I would have forgotten about it. So if, you, if anybody doesn't like the test, you can blame him. <laughs> if anybody wants to join, then they're also welcome. So both say, by the way, you know, he wasn't here for the part that I know best. So he had a, you know, it was easier for him to ask me. He didn't know that. He came, he came between us. Correct? Yeah. That's right. So both say, so we got four questions. One, what's the idea of four-fifths? Why, why teach the idea of four-fifths now? Dying. Okay? What's the idea of the... What were the... What were the Avdin What were the good deeds they did? What's the idea of five kids? That's the most difficult idea. What's five kids' idea? And can we bring the Pshatim together? So both sides. Our guide is Rabbi Yosef Salant. Okay? So he's just a little bit of biographical info about who this great man was. He lived from 1885 to 1981. He was 96 when he passed away. He bore, was born and lived in Yerushalayim. His whole life, and he was a descendant of the famous Reb Zundel Salant. His name was Yosef Salant, and he was a descendant of the famous Zundel Salant. Why is Zundel Salant such an important person in history? He's Reb Yisrael Salant's Rebbe, and connection back to who? The Vilna Gaon. Good, right? Because the Masorah was the Lithuanian Masorah was the Vilna Gaon. Who had a great Talmud, many great Talmudim, but. Arguably the greatest of Rebbe Kaimelajin, certainly the one who did the most for Kleisro outside was Rebbe Kaimelajiner, and he had a Talmud named Rebbe Zundel Salant. Rebbe Zundel Salant had a Rebbe Salant, who was the person who, who no connection between the, the young, I think he was his, I think his last name was Salant. Rebbe Yisrael's real last name was Lipkin. So you meet a Lipkin, yeah, it might be a, a someone from Rebbe Yisrael Salant. Anyway, Rebbe Yisrael was Zundel Salant. Rebbe Zundel Salant was the one who first pushed Rebbe Yisrael to get into Musser. That's the, I don't know what it meant exactly then, but that was he was he was the inspiration for Rabbi Salanter, Rabbi Salanter, and all that came out, the whole Muslim movement, Ayin, Avini Yisrael, etc. So we'll say not only that, he was also back to Yosef Salant, was also a Talmud of Itzla Petterberger, who was one of the greatest Talmud of Rabbi Salanter. I was actually you can go today, Rabbi Salanter, it's on Rehov Ayin Ches. Which is if you go on Rehov Shifte Yisrael, there's a street called Alicia. The first street is Alicia. And then you make, uh, um, then you go a little bit left, there's a street called Ein Ches, and over there's some place called Rachov Strauss, it's called Chatzar Strauss, I was there, the Shabbos, my friend Moshe Friedman has the yeshiva there, I was there the Shabbos, and I walked on the same steps that Ravitzla Petterberger uh, stood on, we have a picture of him, the great Ravitzla Petterberger, one of the great uh, tzaddikim go'onim of of his time. So he also received smith from Rebchaim Berlin, and Rafi told me also, obviously, of course, Rafi plugged for Rafi's book, if you like to share, so you can find more of these types of ideas in Rafi's book. Yeah? You owe me a plug also, Rafi, okay? 
That's okay. I don't worry. So he wrote like, he actually had a lachash. The lachash was like some kabbalistic thing that he used to say to ward off ayin hara. He had a kabbalah had to ward off ayin hara. Okay, and he used to give it, and but he wouldn't take money for it. Rafi told me because uh, Rafi told me because he didn't want to take money from Yidin Tzaris. But it, you know, obviously it worked. It was something which they that worked, which worked. So we'll say he develops a beautiful picture. Now this is really what Darshanim do. He develops a beautiful picture based on a new question. Yeah? And, and it shows how if you look, try to think a little bit deeper into the picture, you can come up with a, with, with a whole new idea. And Hanan and started to get into this a little bit. And it's really a beautiful idea. So listen to this. It's very famous that Rishon died during Marcus Bukharis. Right? It's really actually a very sobering idea. I mean, Four-fifths of Jewish... I mean, one, we lost one-third of the of Yisrael during the Shabbat. It's a lot more than that, percentage-wise. It's 80%. You know I mean? That's uh, very, very sobering, you know. Uh, and uh, there's lessons in that. Okay. Four-fifths didn't make it out. Now we have a question, though. What question do we have? Let's not get into theologic, theological issues, right? They died. Now what? What, 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 what? What's what's left? Im avus meisu, im avus chatu, banimachatu. What about their kids? Their kindalach, huh? Both sides. They were right. Four fifths means four out of five. So we can we can assume that you know the father and the wife back then were a couple. You know what I mean? And they were probably both barishas together. So, let's assume that. But you had tons and tons of Yisomim, yeah? Tons and tons of orphans. I mean, this is, is an incredible amount of orphans running around. You get that picture? I, until I saw this very Yosef uh, years ago, I had never, ever thought of this question. But it's an interesting question. That's what Darshan do. They bring out, like, you know, so that's what I like about Victor Miller-Lesson. He, like, he brings out the story in a way you don't see a lot of times, you know? So those who should do can do this if they look at it the right way. They can miss it also if they look at it the wrong way. But you bring out a you bring out a picture of the story, right? There's a new picture. I want everybody just to, to live in that picture a little bit, right? You have millions and millions of you selling them around. Who's taking care of them? You know who's taking who's taking care of them on both sides? Who's taking care of them? The one fifth left over. The one fifth left over. The yidin that were left but were, were took over. And then just take over a little bit. Let's think about that. Let, let's make the average family four kids, right? Somewhere between 1.5 and 15 in Mishra. Right? Well, I don't know where. Right? We, 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 let's say the average family is four kids. So you got your nice little, you have your nice little uh, six-person family. You got your, uh, you got your minivan. Let's say, good. What well, that only happens? You need a bus. Well, because again, assuming if it went evenly. So each family had to t- get quadrupled in size, ch- child-wise. Everybody get the numbers right. One family. Let's say there were. Let's say there are hundred thousand families, right? So from hundred thousand families, eight hundred thousand Rahman al Islam passed away. The parents, two hundred thousand are left, right? So you have right. So those four kids, they didn't sin. So now, how many children does each family have to take care of? Another sixteen. Four sets of four. Kabish? It's, it's just crazy. Right? I have my four kids. Again, obviously things didn't work out perfectly numerically, but just to, to work with numbers. If it was, if, if we started, if we'll say the average family was three kids, then how big a, how big a, a boost did you get in your family? Twelve. Twelve. 
right? So you went from a family of three children to 15. Right? You move from, you know, you move from like, you know, I don't know, some small area to, to make sure right away. Here they are. Here's your family. Hi, everybody. It's incredible, you know? So you're moving from a th- 3 to 15, or you're moving from 4 to 6 to 4 to 20 by, by modest estimates. Yeah? You could say it was 5 minutes, you're moving from 5 to 25. 6, you're moving from 6 to 30. You got it? But, yeah, are we together? Both sides. So that's the Abdin Tavan. This is what the Beriyosi wants to say. That's the Abdin Tavan. That's the Pshat and the Targum Yushalmi. These are the beautiful, these are the beautiful Maisim Tovim the Kaisar was. That, 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 that a national effort, you know, everybody knows I like to use the word about learning. Learning is our national pastime. It's our national pastime, right? The national, there was a national, you know, Baruch Hashem, you see, you know, you see how people have adopted Ukrainians and, and tons of stuck organizations of people visiting them. I have no idea if it's enough, not enough, but, you know, Yaakov Kamenetsky said that Kleisel is going to be judged how they're going to deal with the, with the Russians that came, I think he said this in the United States. So this, this is the, here Kleisel had this, like, national drive of enormous proportions. I mean, just enormous proportions, was it, right? I can imagine... You know, I have friends who have adopted kids. I can imagine that. I told my wife this one time. I, I can imagine that. You know what I mean? One, two, maybe, whatever. I can imagine, you know, but like, let's just go, let's just go to another, let's take another 12, you know? We'll move from the, we'll, we'll move from the Corolla to the, to the bus. You know, we'll drive, you drive 10, I drive 10, we'll get to 11 seaters. I couldn't imagine that. You know, but here you get Kleiser in a, in a reasonable cheshman. It's a reasonable cheshman. I mean, he's dealing with a very pashakasha, right? What happens? So both sides, that helps us with the Targum Yonason also. How could that help us with the Targum Yonason? Let's see if we could help, who could do it. How could that help us with the Targum Yonason? Each person. What? Each person with five. What does it mean each person with five? They took on the four other children that went for but there's not four children. There's a lot more than four children. No, they took like the extra ones they took five feet No, it's close. The average family size was one, and that solves the problem. But that right, right, right. You bring a riot. It's a riot. But even it's one point four with the dog. It's not. It's not. You can't. That doesn't work. Then we have to cheshbon the dog. Every Two dogs. That's a cat. What? Every family lost at least one. No, 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 no. They, they have their. Uh, their uh, set of kids and then they're taking on four other sets. Right. Beautiful, Hanan. Right? Tav, this is not Kipshuto. Both say, questions force us to say that he was drawing Kapashtas. The Pashtas means, means five kids. The the the, Beryos, the great Beryos suggests that five kids doesn't mean five kids, means five sets of kids. Now, how do you have five sets of kids? Because I got my core family. Right? How many more core families am I taking on? Another four. Yeah? Four fifths pass away. That means there's one fifth left, and there are four families worth of kids left. Now, both like, I want to share another question with you. Yeah, let's jump ahead to Kabbalah Sartara, our unique historical claim, right? As the Kuzari says, as you know, excellent speakers speak about today, alumnus of the Shiva, well-known alumnus of uh, Kellerman, of Leib Lawrence Kellerman, has a beautiful share which which he goes through this in a, in, a, in a cogent way. So I came up in one of the questions. But you know, one of our claims to the Amitis Torah is really two-founded. One is that we had national revelation, yeah, with three or four million people that were there. And the way Rabbi Kellman says it uh, is that no one else claimed that. It's a double riot. One is that we claim it, and it's not a lie you could get across, right? 
You can't, it's hard to lie about three million people. The three million people saw something. hundred people, two hundred people. A private nace, you know what I'm saying? I can tell you what happened, what Elio told me last night. Not right now, if you pay me, whatever, right? But yeah, that type of lie you can make. You can't make a lie to three million people. And no other nation claims it. Certainly no, nothing close to this proportion. That itself is a proof. It's our proof. Okay, that's how Rabbi Kellen says it in a nutshell. But let's go through the question. So how do we usually figure it out? We usually figure 600, what, what number do we know? 600,000, right? 600,000, that's men between 20 and 60. Good? 600,000 men. How many women? 600,000 women. So where are we up to? 1.2 million, right? Let's say over 60 is another 200 men and 200 women, yeah? 200,000, just, right? If there are 600,000 between 20 and 60, we'll just modestly say 200,000 above 60 men and women. So that's another 400,000. Where are we up to? 1.6 million. Okay, so our basis of from 20 up, we're saying it's one, that's a fair estimate, you know, totally fair estimate, 1.6 million. So now, let's say each family has four kids, right? And let's say the family units were all over from 20 to 60, Bonagid, yeah, let's say, let's say. So then how many, how many more children do we have? Four times 600,000, right? Every, right, 600,000 men, 600,000 women. That's 600,000 couples, yeah? I know, they, back then they had this shtus that you need a, a couple to have children. I don't know what's wrong with that, but that's what they held at. Why, well, I don't know. A lot of the crazy things that the ancients held. But okay, kachsavru. So now, so now, so now, so now we're both saying. So you have what? Each of those families, let's say, had four kids. Right? So how many kids do we have? 600, 2.4, right, exactly. We have 2.4 million. Four, time, four times 600,000. Is right six times twenty four is is twenty four two point four million. Now so now we have two point four million plus one point six million, which is that already. See that's how we get to between that's where we get to between three and a half four million people. But now Lafita Bar Yosef, this he doesn't speak out. This is my going further. But Lafita Bar Yosef, what do we have on both sides? We have sixteen times six hundred thousand. Yeah, you get it. Because there are a lot more kids flying around. Now, we're both saying, even if you don't assume the Bar Yosef's, listen well, even if you don't, I don't know why not, even if you don't like, but they had, you saw them, right? You hear, you hear what I'm saying? So this is very reasonable. Even if you don't think this is the Pshat and Targum Yonas and Targum Yushalmi, etc. But there were, you saw them around, right? So therefore, right? There, so, so, so let's assume that there were, you know, all those people died before. So now you're getting to six, right? Four more groups. Right, it used, to be, it used to be one group of four times six hundred thousand. Now you have sixteen times six hundred thousand, which is another nine point six million. So you're getting, you're getting about thirteen point six million people. So it's a lot more. So our claim of national revelation from three to four million people, right? Lefi, the fact that we're cheshbonim the Yisomim, yeah, turns into 12, 13, 14, 15 million people. So it's a lot bigger historical claim. Is that Kavaldi? Why don't speak about that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. So I'll tell you, I once, you know, the name of the shir is Rahmanus and Mercy. So I one time gave the shir at Lahab, my grandmother's yard site, and it was to women at night before Pesach. Yeah? And I was putting these poor women through these massive mathematical bonus. I said to my mouth, it's such a cruel thing that women that come out to a shir at night, tired from Pesach cleaning, I did that to them. Okay? <laughs> They're both say so it's beautiful. But so that's numbers haven't changed in three thousand years. Right, right. As it says, that's another riot to the Torah. 
my can be shared. Both say you have to know that. Another proof to the Amitz of Torah and the Amitz of Klyasrol is the normal way nations go is China or it's ancient Greece. You go like this and like that. You don't go like this. Klyasrol has always gone like this, and it's a pasuk in Tvarim. It's a pasuk. So one, it shows the wondrousness of Klyasrol, right? It shows the wonders of the Klai. So it also shows, I mean, the Torah, because the Torah says that, the Mephorosh Apostle, that says, you will remain my Benagayim. That's not the way it goes. You go out, you go, you go, in America, you see America's flying, 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 how more and more and more and more and more, more people. You don't stay like that. Klai Yisrael has, has said that, and it was in Nebuah exactly as such. It's, a, it's another proof to the Torah. There's a wonderful class in Discovery called, uh, we're not going to say codes, right? But, uh, but there's a wonderful class called Seven Wonders of Jewish History, which I was okay to teach uh, in, in, uh, there, and we make that point. Okay, so both say, so I just want to add, that, that was really the beautiful uh, picture that the great Bar Yosef gives us. Now, now we know how, the, this, this is what, as I remember it, how he puts the Targum Yushalmi and Targum Yonason together, etc. I just wanted to add now, I don't think he does this, if I remember correctly, just to put the ideas together. We say, can we put these ideas together? So, you know, if we go with the idea of Chamushim being armed, right, and if you go with this idea of the Avdan Tov and the taking care of the Yisomim, so you get a beautiful picture of Klaesor leaving with power, you know, armed to the teeth, and with a lot of Rachmanis. And then Rachmanis in a way which you haven't seen since. You know, Jewish people is filled with tremendous chesed today. But chesed like this is something that we've, I, I, I've, we've certainly never seen it nationally on that level. You know, bringing in and everybody taking care of so many, so many, something unbelievable. I like to say, like, you know, one arm was on his M16, you know, next to his grenades and other apparatus. And his other hand was holding the Yisomim. You know what I mean? Come, Kindelach, let's go. You know what I mean? Ready to shoot. You know, ready to shoot. But with the Kindelach, you, know, you stay here now, right? You do duck over there. I'll be back in a few minutes. That's right. But it was, that was Klaistro leaving with power and with Rachmanut. Uh, final thought. We start the Seder with our call to the eternity of Kol Dichman Yesev Yochel. say, why is that how you start the Seder? All that are hungry should come and eat. Like, why? So, Lafid Vareno, it's a very beautiful thing, because that was, that was how we left. Oh, I forgot to say, we'll say, I forgot, I left that one thing. That's why, just make it clear, sorry. That's why we mention, right, one of the questions that Yosef said, why do we mention the dying here, why not mention over there? You hear what I'm saying? So now it comes together, because that's part of the, of the where the reason we mentioned that four-fifths died now and not in Magus what's the shy just to now? Because we're because we're we're hinting at the idea of this chesed. We want you to realize that they died, right? And someone was taking care of the Yisomim, and they were taking care of the Yisomim when they're leaving Egypt. We're, we're taking care of the Yisomim as we're leaving Egypt, so that's why that idea of Chamushim was offered over here. Okay? And that could be why we started the Seder, we're called Dichman, because that was really, we're, we're tapping into this historical reality that, uh, just like the Kali Yisrael then, we're full of Chesed. So, so when we start our Seder with our little family, you know, we want to remember, and we want others to join in,